My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited for the guest I'm bringing on today. The guest I'm bringing on, Vinu Keller. You guys, she is a parent coach, child behavior, behavioral specialist, in-home interventionist, best-selling author, certified master life coach, and the founder of it, the in-home family turnaround program, which is huge. She helps families recover and grow closer together. You guys, some of you listeners may have seen her as a trainer, a trainer in Tony Robbins' world, which is huge, and as an instructor for the Joseph McLennan Third Neon Coding Neural Coding Institute. She's also the host of Redefined Parent TV show and podcast. So welcome to the, the show venue. Thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so excited to share a little bit about your journey and dive into our hot topics as well. So if this is a good time, I think it'd be great for you to kind of tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much, Brittany, for having me. So, you know, when I was a young child, I was bullied a lot. I felt very ostracized. I felt um, that I didn't belong. And I started to create this program in my mind of what I was being bullied became my internal language. And so although I grew up in this, the 80s and the 90s, I would say that, you know, because we didn't have social media, we didn't have phones, but the what I was hearing from other kids programmed in my brain. And so it's not like I was able to ever leave it. And so as I got older, I realized like I didn't want to be here. And I remember at 13 years old, praying to God that if you love me, you won't let me wake up tomorrow morning. And I felt that way for many years of my life, as a matter of fact, until I was 34. When I was 18, I met this guy who was really good looking. He was a Marine and he's like, I love you. I'm like, oh my God, I love you too. And we got married five and a half months later. We had two amazing boys who are now 29 and almost 25. And the marriage did not work out. I, I was really keen on making it work though, because I didn't want to be statistics. You know, I really wanted to make the marriage work and not be a single mom because my mom was a single mom. My mom was the moved here to have had arranged marriage with my father, moved here to California. And I was the first generation born in America in my family. So it was really difficult having a single mom. And I didn't want that for my boys. However, that's how life worked. And I was on this trajectory. And in my warped thinking, I thought, well, they only need me until they're 18. And once they're 18, I can really leave this world. So at the time, my youngest was turning eight, uh, graduating high school in 2016. So that was the year. Like I literally had a journal that says I give myself permission to leave this world in 2016. I got caught up in a lot of abusive relationships. I was caught up in the whole batter women syndrome where I felt that, you know, a man needed to control and I was abused, yelled, physically abused. And I finally got out of that. I broke out of that. And in 2007, I went to my first Tony Robbins event. And it was during that event, those that four-day event, uh, it was called UPW, Unleash the Power Within. 
I made a contract with myself is that I'm going to choose to live. And I will say, Brittany, that was probably the hardest decision I ever made in my life to not have an escape route and just to say, I'm going to live. And one of my highest values is my integrity. So I don't want to lie to myself. I want to, what I say is what I mean. And what I mean is what I say. And so when I made that verbal contract with myself that I'm going to live, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. But now all of a sudden I had to take responsibility. I had to take responsibility for who I was, what I was, and the way I wanted to raise my kids to be better human beings. And my kids were growing up. One was a teenager. One was just going into middle school. Um, At the time I started my Tony Robbins journey. And, but I found my tribe, you know, I would volunteer there. I would, um, I was on a team called the fire team, which was like my family. And I started working on me. I had a close friend, Lauren LaHave, who said, you have to clean up your own backyard before you clean up someone else's. And I was like, what would that look like if I was to clean up my own backyard? First of all, I have to get rid of my negative thoughts. I had to get rid of thinking that I wasn't good enough. I had to get rid of thinking that I was nothing and that nobody would love me and nobody would like me. And when I started to create who I was, I met the love of my life, who I'm married to now, and we ended up having twins. So together we have six kids now, 29, almost 25, 18, 15, and almost 11-year-old twins. And through this journey, I learned to grow and I knew that I had a gift that I was put on this planet to do. And I started out this whole career being a speaker, going to schools all over the world, talking about bullying, because I hated that we use the word anti-bullying. Anti means against. And if we're against the bully, then how are we ever going to, you know, even out this epidemic that's going on? And I realized that what did a bully need? A bully needed significance. A bully wanted connection. And a bully needed certainty that they can get all of that. And that's what they were doing. So if I can go into schools and teach this and teach people to support these kids and give them a different way to get connection and significance and the certainty in it, then maybe we could end bullying. And so I created this whole Bullyproof Life Movement project. I was part of a book called Bullyproof Unleash the Hero Inside Your Kid. It was a number one bestselling book back in the day on Amazon. And I really just wrote about my story. And then my friend who was the creator of this book, he says, you need to write a book on, uh, on cutting. Like people need to know about cutting. Cause I used to cut, I was, I was a cutter. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote a book called numb, which also was a best-selling book on Amazon. And it was just about cutting it. I took six of our journeys and I talked about how each of us lived through it, what created it, why we did it and how we stopped it. And it was a beautiful book because it was like something I never read before. And it was giving parents an idea of understanding why their kids get into this self-harm. So I was talking at a school in Hawaii and a girl came up to me and she said, today was my day. I still get chills every time I tell a story. And I said, well, what do you mean? And I got down on my knees and I was at her level. And she said, today was the day I was going to kill myself. She says, your story is my story. And she goes, but because I heard you, I want to live. I am going to make a contract with myself that I'm going to live. And it's really difficult at home because I have 10 siblings and cousins that live with us and aunts and uncles. The house is really crowded. She says, but I'm going to make it because I'm going to be like you one day. And I thought to myself, I'm like, I got to get into the homes. 
I got to help these parents. I got to help parents to start listening and understanding and creating that open, safe and trusting space for their child to want to communicate with them. And it's something that I didn't create with my own voice. See, when we parent through our own baggage of no self-worth, no self-esteem, that's what we translate to our kids as well. And I see them as adults and I do see their low self-worth and I do see their low self-esteem. And I see a lot of the decisions are influenced because of the lack of self-worth and self-esteem. And then I look at my twins who, when I asked her, I was away for picture day a few weeks ago. And I said, how was your picture day? And she says, oh, it was good. You know, I said, well, how did you wear your hair? And she says, well, I just wore it regular and I put it around my ears so you could see my beautiful face. I was just in tears when she told me that just tears of gratitude that I'm doing something right, that she can see her own beauty and she doesn't need anybody else to compliment her or tell her that. Because I think that's what we do. I think that we reach out for external validation all the we time do. in our So if we could teach these kids how to have it within themselves, my motto or my mission in life is to give kids a childhood they won't have to heal from. And it really starts with being at home with the parents at a young age, because when they walk out that door, we have no control of who's influencing them and what they're hearing and what they're seeing. And so, but if we give them a good foundation at home to know that you could, you could trust me, you can talk to me and everything you say to me is I will validate. Absolutely amazing. I love what you're doing and we need that. We don't have enough people doing that. And it's incredible that you, you know, you stepped up and you're like, this is what we need and I'm here to do it. Amazing. Yes. Now, when, when was it with, throughout your journey where you implemented no, knowing what you want? I mean, you might've touched on this already. Was that the shift or pivot from making a pat with yourself? Like I am going to live or let's talk about knowing what you want, especially as an entrepreneur, coach, mentor. Why is it so important to know exactly and be clear on that? Well, because if not, you're just throwing arrows into the air with no target. If you know what you want, you know your purpose, you know what fulfills you, what lights you up, then you have a target. So every arrow and every arrow is a strategy, a step towards it. If you just keep taking steps in front of you, that's great that you're continuing to walk. But what would it look like if you had something to walk towards? You know, that you knew there was a light at the end of the tunnel, that you know that you've made it. You know, and for me personally, it was probably my real purpose came to me probably that day that I met that girl and I looked into her eyes and I saw her, her yearning to want to live. And she just didn't know she had the strength and just hearing me talk that day. And, you know, I was just, you and I were talking about God before this call and Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer in God. And I believe that God puts us in the right time at the right place in front of the right people. And why that day? Why that day was her plan to kill herself? And that specific day I talked at her school because I was on a tour in Hawaii. I was talking at different schools every day. And it just happened to be, I was at that school that day when she had that plan. And now she chose to live by hearing my story. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to inspire people to say, you can have the toughest days, but even in the darkest rain clouds and hurricanes that we live through, as soon as it passes, there's sunshine again and rainbows. We just sometimes have to bear out the storm and we go through them each and every day of our, you know, our lives. Like there's going to be storm clouds that come in and you have a choice to 
to just get your umbrella and walk through it or hide from it and disappear from it. It's a choice. And the only one who can make that choice is you. But I mean, like you said, God puts us in the right places at the right time. And um, we just have to lean into that faith and keep pushing, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so Vinu, let's talk a little bit about, you know, especially with what you do as, you know, helping parents, coaching, mentoring. How, how are you able to, I know one problem that a lot of entrepreneurs face is, you know, being able to like cut out the noise, stop the chatter. Tell me where you struggled with that and what you had to do in order to get over that obstacle. So I read a book um, from Michael Singer called Untethered Soul. And he really talks about the roommate that lives in our head. And when I read the book, and it wasn't too long ago, actually, I was like, oh my gosh, he's right. And who has influenced that roommate to say the chatter? And he says, if you don't believe you have one, next time you take a shower, what are you hearing? It's that internal voice. It's that chatter, you know? So that's where it first starts. Your first start is the chatter that you hear. And even when I was, you know, going back to my story and I said that the bullying, what they were saying became my internal language. It's the chatter that I kept hearing that you're ugly. No one's ever going to want you. You're, if you get married, you're going to have trolls as kids. No one's going to like your kids. Like this is the stuff I kept playing in my head at like six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, all the way up to adulthood. It was an ongoing record player in my head that kept saying that you're not worth it. Look at you. You're ugly. You're brown skin. No one's going to like you. It's yeah, I had to change the record. Like that record got old. And matter of fact, I didn't want to just change the record. I wanted to scratch that record so it can never play those words again. And even today, when I don't make it to where I want. So a great uh, example would be I joined a gym called Hotworks and you're in a sauna and you're either doing a hit exercise, which is like an elliptical bike or a rowing or a cycle or something, or you're doing a more isolated 40 minute exercise, yoga, Pilates, whatever. And I remember I have to set the rules for what success looks like to me. If I thought I was going to go in that room the very first time, not exercising on a regular basis, thinking I was going to go do that hit exercise and bump it up to high tension and just keep it going. I was going to set myself up for failure and I needed to make sure that that doesn't happen. So every day I do something, I ask myself, if I was going to win at this, what would my win look like? So I have set for me to be successful. My win every day that I do go to hot works is to stay in the sauna. I don't care if I pedal. I don't care if I lay there. I'm going to stay in the sauna. As long as I stay in the room, it's one of the things we say to Tony, the world, get them back in the room. Just stay in the room. All the magic happens in the room. That's how I felt about the sauna. All the magic's going to have popped in that infrared sauna. And every day, Brittany, I have been successful. And I noticed after doing it now, this is my fourth week. Today was the first day that I actually almost was like on schedule with the high tension, medium tension, low tension, like, and I was like, oh my gosh, that is progress. And progress over perfection is what's going to create your happiness in life. And so every day I look for that, where do I want to find happiness in my life? If I'm having a bad day or if I'm a bad situation, we don't even have bad days. We have bad situations. We have bad opportunities. And if we even take off the bad and we just look at the opportunity, How do we create it where it's more pleasant, 
you know, I was just talking to you about another TV show I do with my co-host Chuck Hogan every Monday, and it's called Live Now with Nino and Chuck. Just last night, we were talking about the pain versus pleasure and what influences us in our, in our, in our decisions. And again, if I want to avoid pain, which most of us do, and that's how most of us make our decisions because we're trying to avoid the pain, pain versus how do I get to the pleasure? It's rewiring that psychology. And that kind of puts me back into the Neuroencoding Institute. What Joseph McClendon III created is that neuroencoding is creating a shift in the brainwave. So you default to a positive behavior instead of always defaulting to that negative behavior. So, you know, it's through the coaching that we teach in that institute that teaches people how to neuroencode people, how to get them from stop the bad chatter stop that negative, scratch that record. So it can't play those tunes anymore. And you're only allowed to listen to good tunes about how great you are, how you're making progress, how you're going to set yourself up to win. That is my daily language. Now I don't get disappointed in myself. I look at disappointment as, you know what, that sucks that that didn't happen. So what's the next opportunity for me? And I teach that to my kids. I teach that to my kids. Even today I was dropping them off at school and my son was just having a cranky day. And before he got out of the, the car, he said to me, he's like, you know what, mom, I'm going to turn my day around. And I said, it would probably be in your best interest to do that. And I said, so what kind of day are you going to have? He's like, I'm going to have a good day. And I'm like, what is that going to look like to you? He's like, well, I'm going to get happy. And I said, that's a good start. My son, I love you. Have a great day. Look at like, but it's just beautiful to see, you know, your energy and your, your son's energy, because you are, you're living your purpose now and you're rubbing it off on other people, which is just incredible, honestly. Thank you. Thank you. And that's what I tell parents all the time is kids don't do what we say. They do what they see. And I see that too. Uh-huh. You know, when I see them arguing or bickering, and I'm watching my daughter. So we, we have boy, girl twins. And my, my husband is probably the chill of us. He's the, it's all going to work out. Happy go lucky. Let's have fun. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We got to get this done. We got to get this done. So we definitely balance each other out. Like he definitely taught me fun. So my, our, our boy, girl twin are like us. Like our boy is like my husband and my girl is like me. She is like, go, 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 go. And he's just like, can we just take a break? Can we just take a breath? Right, right. And so when I watched them argue, I was like, holy cow, they're me and Brian, like they're, (laughs) and what a beautiful gift that we get to see that. So then we're like, okay, if we were going to change this and we want to start a new pattern in that, what do we need to do to influence that? You know, and that's that's the question we ask ourselves because my husband and I have this belief and everything, by the way, starts with a belief. And our belief is that if you're not growing, you're dying. And every day is a growth opportunity. It doesn't, you know, fear is what stops people in life. But if people would start looking at fear as a caution sign, a caution sign when you're driving up a mountain to show you that it's curvy roads, doesn't mean stop. If you stop, you're never gonna get up the mountain. It just means be cautious, look at your environment, be mindful of your speed. That's all fear is. When you are faced with fear, think of it as a caution sign of what do I need to notice and what do I need to do? Do I need to slow down? Do I need to speed up? Do I need to take a breath? Do I need to maybe not make that decision right now? 
this is how we grow every day. We don't let our fear stop us. We let it bring us more time to think about things to make a better decision for our life. Notice I didn't say the right decision. I just said a better decision. We have to stop. We have to start taking off the right and the wrong and the good and the bad. And we have to really look at what is the best decision we can make in that moment. Right. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Venue. Now, I, I wanted to ask you, as a successful entrepreneur as yourself, you're changing lives. What are some common traits that you have noticed that high or hyper successful entrepreneurs like yourself have in common? Time management or lack thereof. Um, a lot of us entrepreneurs say we don't have enough time. Um, a lot of us entrepreneurs feel rushed, which creates our stress because we're trying to put everything in in a 24-hour period and it's just not possible. Um, we think that we're invincible, that we will get everything done because we don't want to disappoint. We have that, um, you know, Dr. Stephen Cowan, he wrote the five um, elements and you know, a lot of us entrepreneurs are wood. We're, we're you know, um, there's wood, water, metal, air, and water. And the woods are just go, go, go. And I, I think most entrepreneurs are like that, that we have an end that we need to meet and we're going to meet it. And so what happens is that we negate other things that are important. And here's a prime thing. And I'm starting to talk more and more about it as I'm learning through it, by the way. The one thing that I work hard for is my kids and to give us a good life. And at the same time, because I'm working so hard, they're the ones I get to miss out on. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs do that. It's our kids are our motivation to keep doing what we're doing. And yet we're missing out on them. So the next thing we know, we're blinking and they're graduating. We're like, wait, 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 what happened? And it's like, you missed out at all because you were too busy working. And so it's making that time. And, you know, again, I'm raising my hand, like this is me and I'm learning. And as I'm learning, I'm teaching as well. And so here's an example. My son's trying out for soccer. And yesterday, um, my, my sister-in-law went to pick him up and she couldn't find him, whatever. And he was just freaking out. And so today I said, look, I could take you to soccer tryouts, but I'm going to have your older brother pick you up. He's like, mom, I really like for you to pick me up. And I said, you know what? I'm going to arrange my schedule. I'm going to do it. Again, freedom. Right. It's me saying, I hear you. And I know that you're freaked out yesterday. And I want to give you that certainty that you're never going to be left behind. And that if you ask me, I will show up. And so I'm just going to rearrange my client and I'm going to go pick up my son because generally it's easy because my husband works for Tony Robbins, but Tony has an event going on. So my husband's in Florida. And so I get to play single mom while he's gone. And so again, here's the deal though. This, when he leaves for that week out of the month, it gives me an opportunity to really show up for my kids. And it teaches me that if I can do this when he's not here, I can do this when he is here and right. take time away from my hard working for them to be with them. To be present, a present mother. Yes. I love yes. this. Fini, this has been absolutely incredible. And I mean, all the value that you shared with myself and my audience, it was 100 and I just I love it. So thank you for being vulnerable as well. But I do want to just give you the next two minutes here if you're open to talking about anything you have coming up and anything to do with your coaching or the business or the speaking, anything like that. 
And the best way to go ahead and reach out to you if there is anyone looking, any parent looking to connect with you. Oh, beautiful. Thank you for this opportunity. So yes, I have a family dynamic um, two and a half day event coming up with one of my dear friends. She's been my personal relationship coach for years. We're going to, we're creating this dynamic event where we're going to be teaching partners how to be on the same page and find that balance of love and support. And then we're also going to be bringing it into the parenting realm. So her and I are going to tag team on that. And that's coming up um, in July. So we're really excited about that. Um, I have just created a new coaching structure. Uh, I'm tongue tied now. Coaching structure where I'm going to certify people to be parent child coaches because I don't, like you said, there's not enough of us. So I've just created that curriculum. My team's getting ready to get the manual put together. So I'm going to be excited to launch that too. And then the last thing that I would want to just share or teach real quick is, you know, I wrote this ebook called Teach Your Children That They're Enough. And you can get it at www.venuinspires.com. That's V-E-E-N-U-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-S.com slash ebook. And it's free. It's about a 30 minute read. Most people that have read it, like Dr. Cowan even said, like this is spot on. And I was like very impressed that he said that because this doctor who wrote the five elements, he wrote fire child, water child. He's a doctor who I'm bringing my kids who have ADHD to him because I want my kids off meds. He was like, your book is spot on. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing that he thinks this. But let me tell you, there's three elements that I teach in that book. There's three chapters. One is don't shame and don't blame your kids. Number two is be present with them. And number three is celebrate. Here's one thing that I never learned how to do as a child was celebrate. I need to celebrate big things like graduation or my marriage or whatever, but I never realized to celebrate each win in my day. I didn't know to look for wins in my day. Imagine how you can build your child's self-worth and self-esteem if they just learn how to be internally happy of themselves. A lot of people ask me, how did you get your daughter? Like, did you train your daughter to say, oh, I'm beautiful? And I'm like, me train her? No, no. I said, she's learned this because we give her that internal strength to know she makes the decisions the, the beauty is the eye of the beholder. She is the beholder of her own beauty. And she has to see that. And this is what I teach. Those, those are three proven steps to raise your child's self-worth and self-esteem. And it is free when you go to my website. My website will also just keep you informed of all the ongoings with my coaching structure um, certification program, the, the event that me and Tammy Tintilla are going to be putting on. She's also a master trainer with Tony. So we're, we're really excited to be putting on this event for, it's going to be our first live event. Absolutely incredible. And Vino, if you could just one more time, let us know the exact website, the best one to connect with you, just make sure everyone knows before, sure. before we jump off. It's www.vinuinspires.com slash ebook it, for the ebook and just take off the ebook if you want to reach my uh, website. Also, I'm on all social medias and I made it very easy at Venu Inspires. Uh, my TV shows every Thursday live. It's live stream on my YouTube. It's live stream on LinkedIn, Facebook, but also on Zingo TV. You can download the app on Roku and Fire Stick or Smart TVs. Um, it's coming on Hulu as well. Zingo is going to be on Hulu as well. So, you know, all I could say here is one thing that I would tell everybody, learn to be curious, not critical. It'll change your life. 
Absolutely love that. Thank you so much, Vinu, for coming on today and sharing all of this with us, especially the challenges of being vulnerable. You know, you showed us something real and that's what's going to relate. And that's what I want on my show. So I love what you're doing and I truly appreciate you. And I cannot wait to hear how, you know, more events with Tony go and everything else you have going on. You are really changing lives out there. So thank you so much. Thank you. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on just like Vinu Keller did today to talk about your story, talk about something unique that you do within your business, um, please go to top100interview.com. I'd love to have you on as well. Thanks, guys. Catch you on the next one. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.